Get ready for comedy. Elmo's horny. Politics. The gay spin on the story was like, Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan. I don't follow this shit. Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. And by my apartment, I mean my bed. <laughs> and poetry. Hotter than Vesuvius, more well endowed than the Mastodon. It's the Adam Sank Show on Derek and Romaine 2.0. And for the next hour, you're in the ass. Oh, yeah. And now, the one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Baba Booey. It's Adam Sank, and this is my show. It's the Adam Sank Show. Today is Sunday, March 11th, 2018. We are not live, but we are here in the Derek and Romaine studios in beautiful Times Square, New York City. We have a fabulous show lined up today, including a returning guest, everyone's favorite trans sex worker. Jay will be here to talk about his fascinating life and career. Um, tweet about us using hashtag ass and tagging me at Adam Sank. Email adam at adamsank.com with all your feedback and dick pics. <laughs> Please like the ass Facebook page. Old episodes of The Adam Sank Show are available on iTunes, um, and very soon, if not now, by the time you hear this, um, new episodes will be on there every week. As soon as they air live, the next day or two, they will appear on iTunes, so just search for Adam Sank Show on your iTunes browser. Please, everybody, donate to my AIDS Walk page. Trying to raise $20,000, $20,000 by May 20th when the walk happens. It raises money for GMHC, GMHC and other HIV AIDS services organizations. All you have to do to donate is go to my website, adamsank.com. Click at the bottom where it says click here to donate to Adam's AIDS walk page. It's all very simple. And joining us once again is one of our favorite co-hosts, everyone's favorite piglet, Mr. Ryan Frostig is here, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Ryan, long time no see. It's been so long I since know. we've sat across this console. It's been a long time since I've seen your ass. How's your winter been going, Ryan? Uh, Tell long. us a little bit about you. Well, it all started <laughs> 1 September 1990. No, um, what year? 1991. Ryan you was, mad? Brian was born. I am mad. Brian was born you in 1991. Pause. You're only two years older than me. Yeah. Oh my God! Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I thought you were old? a lot older. Oh, <laughs> red for like filth. I really, I really thought you was in your 30s. Well, that's. <laughs> is it because he looks old or because he's so mature? A little bit Be both. Careful. A little bit of both, actually. Okay, I actually thought you were older too when I first met you. No, I'm just a young. Little piglet. Little piglet. I was 20 years old when Ryan was born. Speaking of old things. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going for you? Uh, you know, it's going great. Uh, as you know, I had my birthday a few weeks back. And, yeah. uh How's 47 treating you so far? It's good. Listen, I, uh, being uh, alive and healthy at 47 is uh, better than any of the alternatives. And I mean, you look amazing. I mean, I really do look good. You could pass for... <laughs> Tell me honestly. I would say I think thirty-eight, I th- thirty-seven, thirty-eight. I'll take it. JB, well, how young could I reasonably pass for? What <laughs> late age? Late thirties. Late thirties. Thank late you. Late thirties. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
I, I mean, they have to say this, but uh, but I, well, I don't have to. I appreciate but... it. Um, Ryan, we're going to start the show this week with something we haven't done for a long time. We did this back when ADD Jeff was on the show, and I find these really fun and fascinating. I don't know if anyone else does, but uh, it comes from the website BoredPanda.com. Familiar. And they uh, once again had an article called 25 Incredible Facts That You Probably Didn't Know. These are things that sound like complete bullshit, but they're absolutely true. I'm not going to do all 25, but I picked some of the choice ones. And here's the first one. A guy named Charles Joffin, who was the chief baker on the Titanic, helped passengers board lifeboats, drank half a bottle of liquor, then threw chairs overboard for use as flotation devices, rode the side of the ship down while it sank, and survived. Wow. According to his own testimony, Joffin kept paddling and treading water. This is actual audio. For about two hours. He also admitted to hardly feeling the cold, most likely thanks to the alcohol he had imbibed. Hmm? Large quantities of alcohol can increase the risk of hypothermia, but there's also evidence that a certain level of alcohol, just the right level, can slow down heat loss and prolong survival in cold conditions. When daylight broke, as he's still in the water, treading water, he spots the upturned collapsible bee lifeboat. He swims toward it. There was no room for him, but a, a, another man, a cook, Isaac Maynard, recognized him and held his hand out to the chief baker held him on the side of the boat with his feet and legs still in the water. Another lifeboat then appeared. Joffin swam to that, was taken in, and he stayed there until he boarded the RMS Carpathia, which had come to the rescue of the Titanic. Uh, he is thought to be the last survivor to leave the ship. All the other survivors got off the ship way earlier. He went down with the ship, right. hung out in the water for hours. That is wild. It's an amazing story, right? That sound is so soothing. I kind of want to sleep with mm. it. Here's another fact. In 2009, two house thieves in England turned the man whose house they were breaking into over to police after they discovered kitty porn on the laptop that they stole from his house. Gag. Are you getting it? Wait, so they stole his laptop. They, they break into his house. They steal some shit, including the laptop. They get it home to their lair. They turn on the laptop, and they find child pornography. Twist. So they turn it into What's the a twist? They say, hey, <laughs> we robbed this guy's house, but he's got kitty porn. They were a 38-year-old man and a 20-year-old woman. That's an incredible story. Right? That, that needs to be like, made into I agree. A they film. both received a 12-month uh, sentence of community service. Whereas the pedophile was sentenced to three and a half years in prison, which doesn't sound, seem like enough. Right. You got people in prison for life for dealing weed, particularly if they're black. Too true. But this it's motherfucker done. only gets three and a half years. But it, but they did the right thing. Congratulations, yeah. thieves. They're thieves with heart. Honor See, among thieves. The lesson here is <laughs> do bad things and help bad people get caught. Well, so isn't eloquent, it like Ryan. do bad things and good things happen within those bad things? Sure, we'll go with that. I don't think either of those things are really a thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. <clears throat> yeah. Let's uh, spitball some ideas. Okay, so he, this next one is for lovers of science. I generally don't give a shit about science, but I found this fascinating. In the first 40 million years that trees existed on Earth, 
they never rotted, even after they died. Hmm. For 40 million years, trees would grow. They would eventually die. They would fall down. They would die, but they would never decompose. They would never rot. Why? Because the fungus didn't exist yet. The fungus that decomposes the trees was not in existence for 40 million years. So dead trees would just pile on top of each other, one on top of the other, so deep, Ryan, that when a wildfire would break out, it would burn for years. And here's the punchline. That's where coal comes from. You don't seem the least bit interested in this. I'm I'm truly shook by this information. 40 million years of just trees lying there in the forest. The age will be turning next year. With no... (laughs) <laughs> with no rotting Shade. and that's thank you Derek and that's where coal comes from that's fucking crazy I just it, it is that's it is interesting I didn't know that the the, this, the existence of decomposing trees was is like was technically a new invention yeah. to the earth right I thought it was always there everything was new once and apparently fungus wow. is a lot younger that particular fungus is a lot younger than trees that's pretty cool meanwhile Bill Gates Founder of Microsoft, richest man in the world. He and his wife Melinda have this foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, that is devoted solely to charity. Guess how much money they've given away since 2007? How much? $28 billion. <sighs> Guess how many lives that money has saved? $28 billion? $6 million. Wow. They've saved... The same number of lives as people who were killed, uh, Jews who died in the Holocaust. It's like they prevented a Holocaust from happening. Uh, most of those lives were saved through vaccines and other healthcare improvements that the foundation brought to impoverished countries. 3.4 million alone have been saved from the hepatitis 2 vaccine, which the Gates has paid for. They saved another 1.2 million people from measles. This is so inspiring to me because so many of these rich fucks, Don't do shit. like the Koch brothers and Sheldon Adelson and the Mercers, they give all of their money mm-hmm. to people like Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell or and Paul Ryan. They th- say, say, go ahead. D- didn't we watch that story on um, on uh, 60 Minutes about the uh, Koch brothers and they bought all that fake Wine, yeah, they but they but they spent millions on wine that wasn't even good wine. Uh, that's you know, it's a waste of money. If all the rich fucks out there were as philanthropic as the Gates's, if they were one tenth as philanthropic, pretty much every problem you can think of in the world would be solved hunger, thirst, suffering, disease, uh, you know, wealth inequity, it yeah. would all be solved. If everyone were as generous as Bill Gates, six million lives. How do you think that feels to them? Amazing. I'm. I'm sure. But I mean, what? How does? I don't know what that feels. I mean, that's to me. There's no huge. other point in being super rich if right. you're not going to use it to to help people and to save lives. So give back. Bravo to the Gates. Yes. And finally, the last incredible fact from BoardPanda.com that I thought was interesting is that the most successful pirate of all time was a woman. Ooh. Now this should be a movie. This, exactly. Oh, this could be a TV show. Her name was Ching Shi, otherwise known as Madame Ching. 
It's a fabulous, fabulous name for the movie, right? Yes. Madame Ching. In the early 19th century, she terrorized the China Sea. She commanded over 300 Chinese sailing ships, which were manned by 20 to 40,000 pirates. Woo. She entered into conflict with major nations, including the British Empire, during her uh, reign of piracy, before retiring at the age of, uh, well, it doesn't say, she retired at some point to run a gambling casino and brothel, as one does. Yeah, sounds like a sensible career. She died in 1844 at the age of 69. 69 of porcupine. That's right. What does that mean? It's like a cute little saying i don't know 69 a porcupine just like a little rhyme it's a so like a little section, naughty mother little goose naughty <laughs> naughty nursery rhyme yeah so you go madam ching and there have been some movies and tv shows about this but mostly in china mm-hmm. um, nothing in nothing in the u.s and nothing lately but i think it would make a fabulous fabulous movie and i'm going to be madam ching for halloween i think that sounds great that's right <laughs> meanwhile I have a breaking news here. Uh, gay men sometimes cheat on their boyfriends. <gasps> Gasp. I know that's shocking. A new study finds that uh, 52% of gay men who are in quote unquote monogamous relationships say they've cheated on their boyfriends or partners, and 45% of them say their partners never found out. This was. Uh, from a survey of 1,000 gay and bisexual men that was conducted by something called FS Magazine. Never heard of them. I don't know her. (laughs) Those high numbers aren't just limited to couples in monogamous relationships. 40% of respondents in open relationships say that either they or their partner had broken the rules. You know, I've been in these open relationships, and you try to establish these very clear rules like... You have to tell me about it. Sure. Can't be someone we know. Can't be in our bed. or Can't be in our bed. Yeah. You have to use condoms. Like, and he always break the fucking Always. Room. I mean, I was in a uh, monogamous relationship and was the one cheated on. So I... Um, and you never cheated. Never. 70%. I understand that. I, I know among people who don't cheat. Yes. It, it, it's, it's not like a, you know, crazy out there thought to maybe be no i think it's fantastic i i wish that i could say the same but i also would i would also be interested in a monogamish yes relationship because i think that that is realistic i think you know we live in a different time and i think it really depends on the people i listen in the past i was in relationships that were supposed to be monogamous i was also in open relationships in every single one i i broke the rules and or cheated it's not something i'm proud of and i've really tried to do some work on myself i would like to think that if and when i ever am in a serious relationship again a it will be monogamous and b i will not lie or cheat Mm -hmm. because i I do think it 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 shatters uh your intimacy with the other person totally but at the same time like I'm a hoe. And also it's 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 a lot to put so much responsibility on one person to provide everything to be everything for you. Yeah. You know? So seventeen <clears throat> percent of gay men in the survey admitted uh that they got an STI or HIV from the cheating. That's a fucking drag. <laughs> 
That's why uh, they, it's recommended that all sexually active gay men get tested for HIV and uh, STDs at least twice a year. I guess in Britain they call them STIs, mm-hmm. sexually transmitted infections. Um, Those Brits. So, yeah, just uh, be careful out there. If you think that you're in a monogamous relationship, you might not be. Most likely you're not. Men are pigs. Men are pigs, as we know. Actor Andrew Garfield is back in the news. What did he do this time? (sighs) I have a lot of feelings about him. Andrew Garfield says he would be open to having a same-sex experience. A.K.A. I'm a power bottom and I'm ready to... No, A.K.A. I'm about to move to Broadway with Angels in America and I'm trying to whip up as much gay thirst as possible. Right. You know, Andrew Garfield got into trouble about six or seven months ago. We talked about it on the show in depth at the time, Jeff and me. Yeah. Uh, Jeff and I. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Garfield was starring in Angels in America on Broadway. Right. And, I mean, excuse me, in London, in the West End. And he gave an interview. First of all, he said to prepare for the role. He did a lot of research into drag because his character is a drag queen in one scene. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, RuPaul's Drag Race became my favorite show and I have viewing parties. And then he went on to say, I'm basically gay in every way except the act itself. Right. So there was major backlash and people were like, oh, you, do you think watching RuPaul's Drag Race is what being gay is about? And what do you mean the act? You're saying that the act is disgusting and he got all this shit and I defended him at the time. Yeah. Because I was like, he didn't say anything wrong. Right, 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 right. It was taken out of context. But now I just feel like he's trying to inspire thirst. It's sort of working i mean he is it's not like he's a bad looking guy to for him to deny being a thirst trap yeah so i feel like he's valid for being a thirst trap if he wants to well he was being interviewed by out money where your mouth is is all i have to say thank you okay (laughs) and by money i mean you mean dick yes and by mouth you mean ryan's yes um Andrew was being interviewed by Out Magazine. He said, quote, if I were to identify, I would identify as heterosexual and being someone who identifies as that way and who's taking on this seminal role. (laughs) Seminal. (laughs) My scariest thought was, am I allowed to do this? His remarks act as a continuation of last year's controversy where he was accused of gay baiting after referring to himself as a gay man without the physical act and because of his love for RuPaul's Drag Race. Addressing those comments in this current interview with Out, he says, quote, I think part of what I was trying to say was about inclusion and about that openness to my impulses. You know what, Andrew? I want to see you in Angels in America. I'm sure you're fabulous. Just shut the fuck up already. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't talk anymore. Do the, do the work. Let the work speak for itself. Thank you. I have a very old story here. Uh, it's from back on February 7th, but I feel like it's worth mentioning. And that is that there are rumors of a Charlie Sheen gay sex tape. Uh, old night and Charlie old rumors (laughs) that are now circulating again in a shocking interview with the Hollywood reporter, Lenny Dykstra, who is a, uh, a baseball player, a former baseball player of some note. And who is crazy. He's always on the Howard Stern show. He's obsessed with eating pussy. He talks about it nonstop and he has no teeth. So he can, he takes out his teeth and eats pussy and supposedly is the best at it. It's it's so vile. It's crazy. Anyway, in this new interview, he claims that the rumors of a Charlie Sheen sex tape first began swirling in 2015 and they are true. He knows because he saw the tape. 
He explains that it was shown to him by none other than attorney Keith Davidson, the guy who orchestrated the $130,000 payout between Donald Trump and porn star Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Davidson denies claims that he showed Dykstra the gay sex tape. Quote, this just never happened. But he also says he and Sheen haven't spoken in a long time. They say he'll never hang out again, probably because the sex tape that he saw of the actor uh, made Sheen humiliated. Quote, Dykstra says, quote, he couldn't face me. He knows what I saw. He's humiliated. Sheen declined to be interviewed by uh, wherever this was. I think it's Queer Tea. But his lawyer, Shane Bernard, accuses Dykstra of making disturbing, vile, and outright ridiculous claims. Again, claiming that someone had gay sex is neither disturbing, vile, nor out ridiculous. If he didn't do it, he didn't do it. There's nothing vile about gay sex. Right. In fact, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful and delicious thing. I don't know that I want... Would you want to see Charlie Sheen's sex tape? Dear God, no. No. He has passed his prime. And cocaine is not his friend. So... I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. But I wonder... I mean... I want to see it. I want to see anyone's sex tape. Right. Right? I, for, I mean... For like a production... Production value. I would love to I want see. To critique it. Yeah. Also, I I imagine Charlie Sheen to be well hung. I don't know why. Yeah. I just think it. he is, and I want to see it. But what I if want, he's like I a want big to old see bottom. any big dick? Well, <laughs> fine. I'll watch that too. I was thinking about it today. Like, even if like a like a ninety year old man has a beautiful penis, like I kind of want to see the like, penis. I don't want to necessarily do anything with it, but right. a, a good dick is forever. I, amen. That's Hallelujah. what's so unfair. You know, everything else ages and crumbles. Uh, but uh, if you were born with a big dick, well, not born with one. Well, but if you grew into one, you're always going to have that. And it's going to give you a leg up on, on imagining a baby. <laughs> <laughs> just like a big nine inch dick. Try not to imagine that because yeah, I'm pretty sure that could get you into trouble. Yeah, you, you know what? I that. You know what's true, though, because I take um, uh, androgel. It's like a male uh, hormone because my testosterone is... It dropped considerably. Really? Yes, this happens to men in their 40s and older. Sometimes our testosterone goes away, and and it's you can lead to health problems, as mm-hmm. and depression, and all kinds of things. So for the last few years, I've been getting this prescription gel that I rub on my shoulders called Androgel, and one of the side effects is you're not allowed to get it anywhere near boys, prepubescent boys, because it will it will send them into like extreme puberty, and they'll wind up with huge dicks. And there's a part of me <laughs> that wishes to God that when I was like 12, someone had can... just rubbed a little androgel on me. My whole life would have Your been life... so much better. Your life would be... I mean, come on. Different. I mean, I feel like it should be just a natural thing that uh, fathers give their sons yeah. now. It's like, you know, you take prep. It doesn't do me any good gel. now. I've, ru- I've put that stuff on my dick. It didn't get any bigger. <laughs> Um, here's another old story. This one's even older, but I, I keep putting it on the rundown and we never have time for it. I think it's a hilarious story. So down in Mississippi, uh, a woman called a gay bar frantically because her son had just come out to her and she didn't know who to call. So she called a gay bar for advice <laughs> as one would call 911. Kara Coley, a bartender at uh, the Gulfport, Mississippi gay bar, sips all caps, I don't know why. Sips. Sips. 
got a phone call on a Friday night that she won't soon forget. She shared the phone call on Facebook where it was widely circulated. Here's what she wrote. So I got the most random phone call at the bar tonight. Me. Good evening. Thank you for calling Sips. Lady on the phone. Is this a gay bar? Me. Well, we are an everybody bar, but yes, mostly gay. Such a Mississippi answer. The lady says, are you gay? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, what was the one thing you wanted from your parents when you came out? I said, mmm. She said, my son just came out to me, and I don't want to say anything that may mess him up in the head. I said, well, I think you should just make sure he knows that you love and accept him. Wait, do you accept him? The lady said, well, um, yes, if that's what he wants. I said, well, you should definitely let him know that you love and accept him. I think everything will be okay from there. The lady said, okay, well, thank you. I said, you are very welcome and good luck. 17 years of bartending in gay bars on the Gulf Coast, and that is definitely a first for me. Come on, acting with yourself. This has been Radio Theater, Theater with Adam Sank. My great, I, and how's my Mississippi accent? It's pretty good. No one hears from the South. I, I, I enjoy it. I, if I if you had met me talking like that, I would believe you were from the South. Thank you. I did that voice on dialects. on the on John Fugelsang show once. Uh, I was trying to be someone from Georgia, and one of the callers was from Georgia, and he said I sounded exactly like someone from Georgia. Look I'll at take you. it. I'll take it. That meanwhile, I didn't vary the voices; they sounded exactly the same. Sure. And that's a bit of a problem. But uh, in the next production, come on. And finally, before we get to our uh, our wonderful guest, it's time for this year's weekly story from Cocktails and Cock Talk. And now, time for another stupid story from Cocktails and Cocktalk.com. Yeah, suck my cock. Cocktails. This week, Cocktails and Cock Talk declares that the hand job is dead. Kind of sad. Hand jobs are no longer a thing. The writer says, "If a guy asked me to meet up for an everyday hand job, I would actually laugh emoji in his face through the phone. It's like that stereotype about the diva supermodel who won't get out of bed for less than ten thousand dollars. I ain't getting out of bed for less than a blowy. And it works both ways. Not only are hand jobs boring to receive, they're boring to give. If it's in my hand, I'm gonna suck it." Ryan Frostig, your thoughts. Listen, I don't particularly love blowjobs. I think that they're like kind of overrated. So I personally think that the, I would rather get a hand job than a blowjob, but I'd also what? rather eat ass and have my ass eaten. Who are you? I just feel like people don't know how to give blowjobs. They're, uh, they're so toothy. Some of us do. Well, most of us, most I do, I think. But I think that most people are bad at it. JB, where do you fall in this? Um, hand jobs are dead. Absolutely correct. If the penis is in my hand, I'm definitely sucking it because blowjobs are amazing if you give it right. Like, right, I don't know what's wrong with you. You gotta get your. I love give. I love giving blowjobs. I don't but know who's giving you blowjobs with teethy blowjobs. These people, the it's a lot of people. They need a gay book. I feel like they need a book to know what human nature. I'd like is. to try an experiment, Ryan. Pull down your pants. <laughs> <laughs> JB, you start let's, sucking. <laughs> let's see how. Put your money where your mouth is, okay? Oh, my God. JP has beautiful lips. I can imagine that feeling. Uh, Tinks, takes My man not, used to talk about all the time. That not, was his favorite part. Really? Yeah. Not to sexually harass uh, my associate producer, but uh, <laughs> you've got dick-sucking lips. I I, um, I would so much rather get a blowjob than just about anything on earth, and certainly more than a ha- hand. Handjobs are sad. 
they're sad and terrible, and I've never even then gotten you've got that bad wrong in middle school. I've never even understood when guys are like, "Oh yeah, I went and got a massage, and I got a happy ending." Who wants that? I don't want that. We're gonna ask Jay about this because I know that it's part of his uh, repertoire. But uh, I don't think most people are good at them. I can jerk myself off far better than anyone else can jerk me off, and vice versa. Um, this guy says, "Of course, there are reasons not to suck dick, including smelly bell end." crumbs in pubes, angry-looking helmet, <laughs> and other such things where, uh, wherein the hand job is the perfect, polite, get-out clause. But uh, otherwise, no more hand jobs. But, here, but listen, clearly cocktails and cock talk is wrong because uh, you've got Ryan Frostig here saying he'd rather I'd get love jerked to be, off than I'd blown. Lo- I'd love to be the advocate for hand jobs, the future of hand jobs. Hand jobs are not dead. All right. Well, on that note, this is a perfect segue. Uh, our guest today is making a return to the ass. He's uh, one of the few return guests that we've had because the first time he was on, we got such tremendous feedback. Everyone said they loved hearing him. So we've invited him back. Uh, he's everyone's favorite trans male sex worker. Please welcome back to the ass, Jay. Yes. Hello. And this time we're going to actually be able to hear you. Yeah. The only complaint I'm up on the mic. You are on that mic. The only complaint we got last time is that no one could hear you. Oh, by the way, Ryan Frostig is uh, shuffling off. He's got to get to work. Bye, so Ryan. In case you don't hear him during this interview, it's not because he's transphobic. <laughs> it's just because he has to earn a buck. Goodbye, Ryan. Thanks for co-hosting. Um, he popped up real quick. So, Jay. Yes. Yes, your interview was great, but you were very quiet, and uh, and we're fixing that this time. We got to talk about your beard. Okay. Because you had grown like a real serious yeah. trucker, yeah, uh, a Duck Dynasty thing <laughs> that uh, really took over your whole face, and you just recently shaved it back to your normal trim mustache and beard. Yes, tell me what happened. Um, I got curious. I just got curious. I mean, beards are sort of in right now, and and I just let mine get past the point of what everyone else has. Um, because I, I was curious. You know, listen, I'm trans. It was my first beard. I was really excited that I could even do it. I mean, you you had an impressive beard. Most cisgender men could not grow a beard like my that. My brother and my and my dad cannot. But you're but you take the you take the same hormones I take, right? I uh I don't I take testosterone cypionate. Uh huh. Is that in, in, injection? That's injection. As a matter of fact, I just I did just stop using that and started using the topical. But it it doesn't say androgel, but maybe it is. Well, they're different uh, brands of it. Yeah. But man, it's working. Are you hairy every? You're super hairy everywhere, right? No, 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 no. Um, top of my legs, crotch, ass. That's normal. Not so much my chest. Not my like un- chest or back. My underarms, my nose. I have hair. Yeah. Like I a mean, lot. That's sure. Well, that's why you need the nose trimmer. <laughs> um, Jay, we were just talking about hand jobs. Hate them. You hate giving them. I do. T- exactly, because they they give you carpal tunnel, right? Thank I mean, you. it's it's exactly what you guys were saying. If it's in my hand, it's I want it to go into my mouth. <laughs> I, that's what I want. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but I don't understand why guys pay for it because I can masturbate myself way better than anyone else can touch me. Exactly. So tell me what happens with guys who just want either a hand job alone or a hand job and a massage. What are they what's the conversation? 
Um, I, it's, I ask them before we even meet. I ask them what it is they're looking for. Because some guys, like I just had one who wanted me to shit on him. Ah! And I was like, no, we're not a good match. I can't, oh, no. I can't give you a rate for that because it's not, it's just not a, uh, it's not a service I provide. So I asked them beforehand. And um, I don't know that I've ever gotten someone who simply wanted a hand job. It's usually a hand job after a massage. And and that's and they call that a happy ending, right? That's one form of happy ending. And sure. do you say to them like, listen, if you want, I'll just blow you after the massage. I give them a, a menu. You do. I email them a menu and let them choose what it is they want. On the menu, are the things numbered? Like when you get Chinese food, <laughs> it, I'll have a number three with brown rice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is the menu printed? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> no, I email it to them. So. Funny. How often is it that you're you're giving the guy a massage and then you start to give him a little jerky jerky and let's say it's a really nice looking penis? How often is it do you just go, hey, why don't I finish you off with my mouth here? Not often, um, because I, I'm really I'm really strict about if I don't have the express permission. Yeah. That I that I won't do it if that's not what we went into this for. Plus, I want to be compensated, and I've got to rule sure. with my partner about that. That I don't do anything that I'm not compensated for. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, because then it just becomes sex. Yep. But you do enjoy what you do. I do. Yes. Very much. A lot of the time. Not all the time. No, right? not all the time. As a matter of fact, um, about a month ago, I had two, it hasn't happened in ye- four, probably four years, but I had back-to-back clients who had dick cheese and wanted me to blow them. Oh. oh. How do you show up somewhere like that? I mean, it, it it's such a um, it's so selfish, and and it 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 indicates that you just don't have any empathy for other people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I don't know if they show up to hookups like that, and it, or, or if it's just like they don't give a fuck because you're a hooker. Right. That's right. So what did you? How do you handle that situation? <sighs> well, first of all, were they uncut? One was uncut. One was cut. Cut and dick cheese. Yeah. There's no excuse. No, I agree. When's I the was... last time you showered? A week ago. Right. Gross. It was gross. Um, what I decided to do with these two was because I couldn't believe it happened two days in a row. Um, but the way I handled it was I I dealt with it in the moment, <laughs> and if they ever come back and like that, if I see them a second time and they're unhygienic, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them and I'm gonna suggest that we take a hot shower together. You know. Yeah. Do you? But do you suck it even with the dick cheese? What I did was I instead of my regular lube that I use, I um. I went and got some coconut oil and mm. started to jerk them off with that and tried to get as much of it off. Oh. Like, try to clean their dick with, with Honey, coconut whatever oil. whatever they're paying you, it's not <laughs> enough. There is no yeah. way I would suck a cheesy dick. Yeah. I, I've gone home with guys, just tricks, and gotten down there and been like, oh, we need to shower. Yeah. Or you need to leave. Like, one or the other. I, 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 I'm such a hygiene freak. Yeah. Any kind of bad smell just is such a, a and it tastes off. like it smells. That's the problem. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. Yeah. So come correct. If you're gonna, if, when you show up for sex, whether you're paying for it or not, just come correct. Thank you. That's a public service announcement. <laughs> um, Jay, how has business been since the the shutdown of Rent Boy? Has have you? Did it have a noticeable impact on your business? No. Um. Uh. Because because people are just going to find sex and there are other websites and um that didn't get shut down straight and gay isn't that uh, weird yeah that they just went after them that they just went after rent boy um you would think it would be fairly easy 
to get these kinds of sites shut down. They don't pretend to be anything but what they are. Yeah. So if they're going to do if they're going to shut Rent Boy down, why not just do a sweep? I mean, I'm not advocating this obviously, right. but I don't understand how law enforcement works that they would only pick one website. Well, you know, what they got Rent Boy for was not any sort of like prostitution or solicitation or anything like that. It was um it was uh I think tax fraud. Is that true? Oh, right, because there was like $10 million in unpaid taxes. Something like that, yeah. I An think that's unpaid, what they... uh, $10 million profit that had not been taxed, Right. if I'm remembering that correctly. So business is still good. Are you still doing it as much as you, you had been? Or I feel like it's slowed down it for It has you. slowed down some, um, but it always does in the cold weather. But besides that, um, I know a couple other... Uh, providers who it's just really it, over the over the last couple of years the trend is downward it's it's fewer people that we see what do you think accounts for that i don't know i honestly don't know what do you i feel like you have an idea i'm just thinking out loud i mean maybe for gay men because of prep everyone has gotten so slutty and so promiscuous again that you don't need to pay someone yeah and maybe guys that were like repressed and and you know wanted to do crazy kinky shit but they didn't know where to go to find other people that were into it they would call you but now they can just there's do you know how many sex parties there are in new york city right now every night of the week i am i am of the guys i'm seeing i am seeing fewer gay identified guys it's it's straight identified guys that's what they claim that i'm seeing we've talked about this last time i'm so fascinated that straight guys would come to you. Yeah. And these are guys that sometimes have girlfriends, have wives. Yeah. It would make more sense to me if they wanted to go to a trans woman who yeah. had a dick. I agree. Because that's, for all intents and purposes, a, a woman, like their girlfriend, but with one major difference that I could see them being turned on by or curious about. But you are such a guy. <laughs> <laughs> With the hairy beard, as we've established, and the hairy pits and the hairy balls and everything. <laughs> like, you're as guy as can be, but for one thing. Right. The puss. Right. And so it's weird that they would have any attraction to you, and yet they are very attracted to you. Two two straight-identified guys who hit me up um, while I had the beard. I was, on, closer to the I was honest about the beard. I was like, just so you know, I look exactly like my pictures, except for that I'm growing a beard right now and whatever. And I lost two clients because... They that was a little too guy for them. Have you ever had conversations with them before or after about what it is that they're specifically turned on by? I try, I try, but they they just say that they're you know, it's usually after the session that I talk to them because they're they're nervous when they come in, so we just get to business, and then after the session they seem a little uh, embarrassed about what they just did. Plus they just came, so like nothing's hot. But when I've asked them, all, all they can tell me is that they were just curious. Like, no one's given me, a, like, a well-thought-out, like, explanation. Human that. sexuality is so interesting. It's fascinating. Because I would just think that if a guy wanted to be with a guy, you know, if he wanted to step out on his wife and be with a guy, he would be with a cisgender guy. Yeah. Or he'd want to try a chick with a dick. Yeah. Um, but uh, everyone's into their own thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I mean, it's true. Like, I get requests, like, like just recently, and it wasn't the first time. But the guy who wanted me to shit on him, I get requests for everything. I think they, I think they just want to. What I, were the words he used to make that request? Oh, Did you say scat. No, uh, brown brown showers. Oh my god! What? That's a thing. 
Apparently, I didn't know, you know but I knew of what he meant. Showers, brown showers. I get that. That's that's yeah. nasty. I'm sorry. I don't like to judge anyone for their sexual interests or behavior, but the idea of getting turned on by shit is so repulsive to me, and I think indicates a real problem. <laughs> I think there's some psychological damage there. I've got um, I've got a, I've got a, a toilet boy, a, a, a sub, who is toilet boy Mark. I'm not giving anything away. There are a million. Oh my god, marks. I know him. Yeah. Um, he's, I he's dated not even from New York. Mark. Um, well, but, this isn't a New York show. But I oh true. But I asked him. I asked him because because I was curious. It grosses me out too, and I don't I don't judge. Like if that's what you're into, have at it. And, I'm and just that, not going to participate. Let's just make this clear. Yeah, that means you pee on him. Right? Uh, I do. Right. What in his mouth? Oh, he drinks from the tap. Ooh. All right, I gotta, I gotta ask more about this. So, but this guy, but he, not with me, but with other providers, he, 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 they, they agree to do scat activity with him. And I asked him out of curiosity. I was like, "What does it taste like?" Because he puts it in his mouth. And he said, "I'm not being a wise ass." This was after a session, so we were talking about what he's into. And he said, "I'm not being a wise ass, but it tastes exactly like what you think it would taste like." And I was like, "Okay, I." What else could it taste like, Josh? What did you think it was going to taste like? Skittles? <laughs> it's shit. It's the <laughs> m- worst smelling yes. thing on this. Fetid. The only thing that smells worse than shit is a dead body. Of course, it tastes horrific. I don't know no. how you you couldn't you wouldn't gag. And by the way, piss is no picnic either. No, but at least piss I is try sterile. To run, and I it's got and I try to run clear. It. I try to run clear when I meet up with. Um, What's that mean? Like I drink a lot drink water of water. And no he probably soda. doesn't care. He probably wants clean. it to be yellow yeah. and smelly. So I need to know. Yeah. I can't believe I'm having this conversation. So I need to know the position that you and he are in when you, as you say, allow him to drink from the tap. <laughs> so sometimes let's get a pissing sound effect while we hear the story, JP. <laughs> It'll so, add to the story. So sometimes, um, sometimes we're in the shower. <laughs> that's good I'm that sounds more like a guy uh, a guy with a dick pissing but uh, go ahead Josh um, Jay I uh, sometimes we're in the shower and I just squat over his face but the last time I saw him we were in a hotel room and he had a rimming chair mm. and I just sat in the rimming chair and he got under it and like propped his head up on pillows and just drank from the tap while I peed and the pee doesn't get anywhere else he's pretty good at getting it all how much do you charge for this? Uh, I no, I don't want to talk about rates on on the radio. Okay, no. I'm hoping my parents are listening to this episode. <laughs> by the way, this is really intense stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is why you pay for a sex worker, I guess, because it, it's got to be difficult to find people in your everyday life who would be into this sort of thing. And you know what makes me sad is that a lot of these guys are married, and they and their wives or husbands sometimes don't even know that they're into it. Like that's like I. I just feel like you should be able to talk to your spouse about what you're into, even if the spouse says, I'm never going to do that with you. Like, the fact that these guys are so secretive. Right. Um, you've had a return, by the way, of uh, of Lisa. Oh, yeah. The ultra-Orthodox Hasidic Jew. Yes. We've been together several times now. Now, to remind the listeners from last time, Jay was telling us that Lisa is a Hasidic Jew who... Uh, Likes to be feminized. Lisa's a man, right? The, not a tra- not even a trans woman, right? Lisa Lisa is is his uh, feminization name. Let's yeah. call it. Yeah. Only his his fantasy name, and so he shows up in men's clothing, 
Orthodox Jewish oh, yeah. men's clothing. Oh, yes. Disrobes. Yep. Jay puts him in, what, panties? Or he brings his own panties? He brings his own pantyhose. Pantyhose. Panty Nothing hose. else. No dress, no, no. top. Nope. And, uh, and you remind us what you do. <laughs> it, well, it's grown. It's, it's, oh, it's evolved. Please. Um, but the way that it started out, the way I remember it, is that um, I would tell him, he didn't want to be, a lot of guys that do that also want to be humiliated. It's humiliating for them to do that. This is, this is not about humiliation for Lisa. Right. This is, she wants to act like we're husband, like I'm the husband and she's the wife. Mm. And um, so I tell her how beautiful she is, how I've had such a And hard, she's not. No, no. <laughs> I've had such a rough day um, and that she looks so sexy and I want to blah, 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 whatever with her pussy. I just, I call the dick a pussy all the time. Yeah. And really just start grinding on her and she just ejaculates. He, she. Wow. She's she in that moment. You barely so have to do any physical it's, contact. It's, it's In and out in 20 minutes. From the moment he enters my front door to the moment he leaves out, out of the front door, it's about 20 minutes. This is the kind of sex work I could do, by the way. <laughs> I could be like a, a very uh, low contact or no contact sex worker. Well, like I said, it evolved. So um, now the session, the last session I had with Lisa, uh, Lisa wanted me to overpower her. and but She wanted to know that I was stronger. So while I was grinding on her, she wanted me to hold her, hold her down like in a kind of rapey position. Oh. And... She Meanwhile, was, you probably are stronger. <laughs> well, and I don't know. I was in that moment. I don't know if she was just letting me have it or right. what. But, um, but yeah. But I. But the problem. The problem with the last session was that she didn't tell me that's what she wanted, and so she's like working my hands up onto her hands, and so I'm realizing that I'm holding her down. Then when she started struggling against me, I stopped everything. Of course, because you're all about consent. Yeah, I was like, "Are you okay? <laughs> what What just happened?" <laughs> yeah. But it, that's what she wanted, and that and then same thing like you just grindy grindy and come. Yeah, we have never fucked. I've oh, that's not true. I've sucked his dick. Oh, I have sucked his and dick. and said like oh, I'm eating your pussy now. Yeah. Yep. How, how, how's the dick? Uh, uh, Circumcised, of course. Yes, L- uh, below average in size, but not small. Any cheese? No, clean. Good, because sometimes those Hasidic Jews. I know can you be say that. Dirty. I know you say that, but of all the. Hasidic Jews I've been with, I've, I've. There's been others. Oh, but not crossdressers. How many? Three or four. Wow, that blows my mind. If you don't live in New York, you probably don't even know what a Hasidic Jew is. But they're all over the place here, and they're they're real cultish. They pretty much only associate with one another except for business, and they speak Yiddish, and they have families with like fifteen kids. Yeah. And um, they're real unassimilated. Yeah. They dress and live the same way they did when they came to this country like 140 years ago yeah. so i'm not a big fan they're not my kind of jews Fair. as a jew <laughs> as a modern reformed jew i want to i want to uh discuss something with you and i'd a- really love uh, jb's input on this topic because there's been a lot of talk about this there's been articles published there's been a lot of social media activity about this topic of racism and transphobia in hookup culture Specifically, no blacks, no Asians, no trannies, and so forth. These kinds of things that people put on their grinder profiles yeah. and their uh, scruff profiles and whatnot. Um, and I will um, preempt this by saying I'm not on any of the apps, and when I was, I would never have those kinds of kinds of restrictions. That said, 
I believe that the one arena in which it is impossible for everyone to become woke is when it comes to sex. I believe we like what we like. We're turned on by what whatever turns us on. And there's no way that you can learn to, to be into a, a particular race or gender if you're not into it. In the same way that I am not into women. I'm never going to want to fuck a woman. It's not because I'm a misogynist or because I don't like women. I adore women. I just don't have any interest in them sexually. How is that different than a black guy who only wants to be with white guys or a white guy who only wants to be with Asian guys or a cisgender guy who only wants to be with cisgender guys? How is it different? Why is it wrong? JB? Oh, so me first. Okay, well... um. So my thing is, it's about preference, right? But at the same time, it's about how you say it. Like you, uh, okay. So during this past, during the past couple months in my breakup, I went back to the dating apps, and I kind of left them because it got really, it got really anti-black. Here's here's what I mean by anti-black. As a lot of these profiles say, no black guys, only Asians or light skins, and it's just like that's pretty racist. Like, and they'd be white guys. That would say that on their profiles. I, I want to say yes. Mo most of these profiles are different, pick, like of street signs or airplanes. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that they're, I'm gonna say that they're a really ugly white person who just has money, exactly, and just wants to fuck. Now, but but uh, Adam, imagine 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 that you were um, on an app. Imagine there was an app that was for gay and straight people, and you just denoted it wasn't like Scruff or Grinder, where it's supposed to be just men. Let's say there was an app like like Tinder, right? Like men and women, and you can be bisexual or gay or whatever. Would you, feel, even though you're not into women, which is fair, I'm not particularly into pussy myself, so like I get it. But would would you would you actually write on your profile no women in all caps like? Like that kind of I think venomous. I would, say I'm, I would say I'm gay and I'm looking for a dude. Uh, but but that's fair. I feel like yeah. that's fair. But but to blatantly say no, to blatantly say no trans, like in very rude letters in all capitals, or no blacks in all capitals, that's racist. I feel it is. Except here's the here's the devil's advocate. What if it's just saving you time? You JB, as a black man, doesn't it save you time? to not even engage with this person who you know is not going to be into you either because they're racist or just because they have a real strong preference for, for only white guys. That say. is a devil's advocate. Yes, it does save me time because I do ignore them when I see that. But I'm glad they I'm glad they do show that because it's like it's like your parents used to say, when people show you your true their, their true colors, take it. Right. So Don't to, you want to know who the racists are? Yeah, like I do, but at the same time when I see it, it makes me want to punch them in the throat. Cause like there's there's it's way hurtful. to yeah there's a way to go about it like you like um without like during those time periods a lot of trans women would hit me up I was like oh I'm not personally interested right in trans women I'm not that's not my, I'm looking for cisgendered male like that's a nice you were respectful in the way you yeah, spoke to them there's there's no like oh my god get the fuck away from me uh, uh I'm not gonna go to all these terms that people use but you know it's polite it's about the way you go about things. What do you think, Jay? Do you think that's that it's a question of of style? Oh, it's so complicated. This is really complicated. Um, I think that um, I think JB's right. I think there's a way to 
there's a way to go about it. But the fact that it, here's the thing: it rarely, not never, but rarely do I see no whites or no men or no. It's always no, and then some minority group, right? Which is very uncomfortable to me. A group that that is without privilege already, already, yeah, underprivileged, marginalized, underrepresented as it is. And and but I don't think it just stops there. Um, I've got a couple of friends who are people of color who are on the apps, um, and they get messages like to go kill themselves. <sighs> yeah, I like like, like people that. initiate stuff like that on the apps. So dark. And it's the people who who have the like no no Asians no whatever right. in their in their in their profile. So to me to me I've. It's a conditioned response. And when I see that, I mean, I'm not on the apps anymore, but when I used to, when I used to be, and I would see that, it would set up a red flag and be like, this is someone who is, in my experience, probably going to be um, insulting to me or dehumanizing or something. See, again, the, uh, that's, I mean, first of all, that's horrible and sick. And it's just so sad that there's so much <laughs> hatred out there. I can't imagine going out of your way to send someone a message like that based on their whatever box you want to check. People are really shitty. People are fucked up. Like, and people have gone out their way to message me like, oh, you're fat, you need to kill yourself. I was like, okay, well, thank you for the wow. message. Now, I've had that, I've had this to a much lesser degree because, listen, there's crazy fucking assholes out there, period. I've had this one <laughs> years ago when I was on Grinder. Uh, my profile said something like uh, the description in the profile said like hot guy in HK for Hell's Kitchen. And I get this message out of the blue from this guy. I hadn't contacted him. I hadn't, you know, liked his profile, nothing. And it, his message said, what are you talking about? And I was like, what? And I sent back a question mark and he wrote in your profile. It says you're hot. What are you talking about? And I was like, what a troll. Are you, so you're telling me I'm not hot? He's like, nope. And I said, okay. I said, thanks for going out of your way and just surfing Grinder until you found a profile. What a troll. And he was hideous. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you're not so hot yourself. And he goes, yeah, but I don't describe myself that way. And I was like, okay, goodbye. So I know that there's a lot of, but that's obviously not on, in any way the same thing as please kill yourself. Also, as a white guy, I, do, I can't know what it is. As a white cisgender guy, I can't know what it is to be a person of color, to be trans and have that experience. My thing is, though, the whole app situation is dehumanizing, right? We're all dehumanizing ourselves and other people because we're reducing each other to our, our sex parts yeah. and what we can get from the other person sexually, what, what, what will feed us. Um, so I think to expect people to behave well in that environment, although it would be lovely if they did, is sort of unrealistic. And I think at the end of the day, your best bet is to try to just meet people in real life whenever possible, rather than just looking at faces. Um, but I still maintain that, you know, I know white guys that are, they just love black guys. Like that's all they date. That's all they have sex with. And, and I have black friends that say that's racist because they're just sexualizing you and they're looking at you as a piece of meat rather than as a human being. It's like, well, then what am I supposed to do? It, 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 you, yeah, you don't like it when intent. I exclude you and you don't like it when I'm into you. I, f I feel like it's about the intent. Like, I, I feel like if you're just all about if you're all about just having sex with black people, 
then you're probably a racist. But if you like, I want to have an actual relationship with right. the person. Because okay, so here's what I think of every time I see a white, well, I see a white and black couple together. I say, oh, so he's probably feel bad about slavery, and this is his diary. Wow. Yeah, real, real shit. Because uh, I don't know, I don't know their, I don't know relationship intermural, but if, I feel like this is my look. I know it's really shitty, but <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's possible. But I also yeah. think sometimes people just fall in love. Yeah, and that—that's the other side of the coin. But majority of the time, I feel because of what I because of what comes across my plate, I just feel people are all about slavery. Yeah. Well, in hmm. the uh, I wish we could keep talking about this, but we're almost out of time, and we need to play everyone's favorite game with Jay. Ask me no questions. Just answer these questions. Ready? Okay. What's the biggest penis you ever took? Um, like size-wise, mm-hmm. a number. Uh, probably thirteen, fourteen, girthy. Fuck. Yes. You took I the whole so thing in my ass. Yes. Oh my god! And, and I was on drugs. And Jay's a small person. Yeah, but I was on. This is back when I before I got clean. Yes, yes queen. What's worse, bad breath or bad body odor? Breath. I do. I agree. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, pizza. <laughs> you answered that so quickly. <laughs> if Lady and I were on fire and you could only save one of us, which one would it be? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I know the answer. Oh God! I would probably be you. No the, way. Pro- probably the human over the animal, but she's like not an animal. She's pretty. She's human. people. Jay, yeah. Jay and Lady have a very special relationship. <laughs> uh, what's the fastest way to make a man come? Just suck on the head and play and gently caress the balls, like work the head real good, and gently caress the balls. I get frustrated when people are only playing with the head. You know, I you don't have to deep throat me. I don't love that either. But I like I like movement. I like to go up and down the shaft. All right. What's the fastest way to make a woman come? Uh, gent- gentle, light tongue strokes on the um underside of the clitoris is my experience the, the, i mean these you you know these questions aren't fair right you're making me make blanket statements uh, yes. while i finger upwards like if she's laying down on her back while i finger up upwards and p- apply a little bit of pressure but just a little bit katie like, just sprang to attention can you demonstrate on her please <laughs> <laughs> no that sounds very uh, expert i mean i think that's good advice for for any um uh, lesbians or, or heterosexual men who are listening. Um, boxers or briefs? Me? Mm-hmm. Briefs. How come? It's uh, it's more comfortable. Uh, boxers get bunched up under my pants. I agree. I like boxer briefs, though. Yeah. I got f- a fat ass and fat legs, and I need to cover it. But I hate <laughs> saggy. I don't understand how men wear boxer shorts. Do you ever wear boxers, JV? No, I prefer boxer briefs. I like everything to hold together because I have a fat ass too, and like everything just likes to fall apart. It's so like a bra for your together. ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, penises, cut or uncut? Don't have a preference. Look at you. I wish I could say that. See, that's my grinder slash uh, scruff um, discrimination. I, I won't be with an uncut dick if I can possibly help it, and that has pissed off a lot of people. Uh, Jay, you're originally from Philly. Do your best Philly accent for us. I'm going to go down the street and get a hoagie. All right. And uh, what's your wish for 2018? Um, that, oh, well, that this uh, that these kids, these survivors from the shooting, will actually start a movement that continues on and 
and you know the Emma the one young woman yeah. was the president of her gay straight alliance in her high school so she's already got some piss and vinegar in her and I want I I I want her to and all these kids to accomplish like amazing social justice movement things and political things. Such a great answer. You are a fabulous guest as always. I wish we had another two hours to talk to you. I want to thank Jay for being here. I want to thank Ryan Frostig, our co-host who had to skedaddle, um, but it's always a pleasure having him. Thank you to JB, to Katie. Uh, next week, my co-host is a woman named Romaine Patterson. Yes, Romaine Patterson will be co-hosting with me and the legendary Charles Bush will be our guest. Don't forget to follow me, you guys, on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Sank. You can email me at adam at adamsank.com and download my comedy album, for God's sake. It's called Adam Sank Live from the Stonewall Inn. It's available on Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, and wherever obscure comedy albums are sold. Be good to each other. Don't be racist. Don't be transphobic. Clean that dick cheese. Have a great week.